No, that. There's a cheeseburger. That is a cheeseburger. I am Dracula. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Have you checked me, children? We all go a little mad sometimes. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Hello and welcome back to another episode of From Dust Till Dawn. I am your host, Don Lahi. This is a horror movie review podcast where we like to review horror movies. The way that we choose our horror movies uh, is that we go to a horror movie generator and we hit generate and then bada bing, bada boom. We got uh, we got a movie, we watch it, re- we review it, and then we do the little podcast. Um and uh, a couple comments lately uh, that I just wanted to address. Uh, everyone said, you keep doing them alone. You keep doing them alone. You keep doing the podcast alone. What's going on? You had so many guests like during the winter, even though it still is winter. And um, I just wanted to address that by inviting someone over for dinner. Someone who already lives here. My wife is back in black. Back, back, back again. Um. So how's everything been Guess going? Who's back. Wifey's back. It's good. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be back. Feels good. Pulling out the mic, putting on the headphones. We're back, baby. We are back. What was the last podcast that you were, what was the last episode that you were on? What were we reviewing? Couldn't tell you. I want to say it was white noise. Yes. With with uh, Bill, our father. Yes. Your dad uh, and my father-in-law. This week's generator gave us 2022's The Menu, directed by Mark Malloyd. Mark Malloyd, I think is how you pronounce it. Malloyd. Mark Malloyd. What do you think this got on IMDb? On IMDb? 7.9. It was a 7.2. Oh, really close. And what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? This feels like a critics type of shindig, like an 80, 88. <gasps> Was it 88? Exactly 88. Nailed it. Um, the plot reads on this. A couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. I guess bare bones. That's kind of how... I would describe it almost. That's pretty accurate. Without ruining anything, I guess that's probably a good way of uh, of placing it. I'm going to use as many cooking puns as possible during this. Uh, what were your uh, What were your first ideas of this movie? Watching it, what like would you think about the whole thing in a whole as a whole? Um, in general, I don't know if I would label this horror. Like maybe thriller, uh, dark comedy, dark comedy. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I feel horror out of it. Um, aside from people dying would love to do an experience like this. I did. I, the two, I guess the lead and her date, um, Yeah, I was like, you would be her and I would be him. I would be loving the experience. Like, I want to hear about the culinary techniques and I want to hear about how 
across the table from table or whatever this is and you'd be sitting there being like can i get some real fucking food please <laughs> yeah can i get a pepsi please <laughs> but i would a fountain pot love that uh the uh the lead in this was played by anya taylor joy who played margo and um was he the lead? Uh, kind of like uh, his name was Nicholas Halt in, in the in the movie. His name was Tyler. I didn't feel like he had he was really leading anything. No. I felt like he was just kind of a, a weird little pawn that that was being like passed around. Not not, not uh, passed around, but like he was a pawn that was kind of being used for um, like suspense in a way, because when everyone started kind of dying or something crazy happened he was just sitting there like um kind of like a uh a deer in the headlights like he was just like it didn't phase him at all well because he knew it was coming he went into that experience knowing what was going to happen but before you know that he he knew it was going to like happen you're kind of like why are you so calm like why do you keep eating you just saw someone's finger get chopped off but you keep eating yeah i thought he was just like fully immersed in the experience yeah and was like, wow, like you could do anything. And I would think this is the coolest fucking thing. I thought they did a great job kind of going off of that. I think they did a really great job in the first like 10 minutes of showing you exactly who everyone's going to be like without being too like sometimes it's just like so obvious and they're like a little too on the nose or whatever. But in this, I I felt like right off the bat as everyone's getting on the boat, you're like, I get it. Like, this guy's the teacher's pet, eager beaver. I know everything about everything. She's there for a good time along for the ride. The critic is there and the critic's buddy is there to suck up to the critic. And the actor is there because he's a somebody, but he doesn't actually care. Like, it was very quick no development but just like showing who the characters are well it was like, it this was, is who these people are and this is exactly what they're going to be like it was the regulars the critic the finance bros the uh the actor the and then the the newcomers to a restaurant which i which i really liked and he kind of went and like took everyone apart piece by piece and kind of deconstructed each person and why they're there and, and why they're important, but also not important to the restaurant. One of the, one of the trivia I looked up after, uh, every table is a deadly sin. And I just loved that. So you have, I did pick up on that. A hundred percent. Right that when the finance bros, own... I was like, oh, they're greed yeah. immediately. And then I yeah. was like, okay, that has to, that has to uh, snowball into er- everyone. So the finance bros are greed. What do you think uh, Tyler was? Tyler? Yeah. You got, uh, you got the finance bros. You got Tyler. You got. Uh, was each person one, do you think? Well, some of them are kind of split up. <clears throat> Who were. I would say. Oh, uh, Tyler was pride. No. Okay. Uh, greed was the finance bros. Yeah. Lust was the, the, um, husband who cheated. Yeah. Uh, envy was Tyler. Mm-mm. Uh, gluttony was, uh, was it the actor? Like gluttony was the actor. Cause he just name dropped. No. Uh, envy was the actor. Envy. Because he's washed mm. up. He wants to be it again. He wants to be somebody who's envious that somebody else is getting like the spotlight. 
Well, that was kind of Tyler too. Tyler's gluttony, willing to die for it. Like just wants to soak it all up. Wants every part, wants to be in the kitchen. And finally the chef like lets him go in the kitchen and cook. It's like, this is it. Yeah. Or it also wrath could have been, uh, our girl Margot as well. Yep. Right. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, And then sloth would have been, sloth would have been the mom the mom oh okay <laughs> sitting yeah. in the corner doing nothing that's cool i thought that i thought whoever whoever uh wrote this seth reese and will tracy i thought it was a very simply written like screenplay uh and like how it panned out and i think that yeah the, like the scale of suspense was like a like it wasn't like it didn't have it it's like ups and downs at all. It just scaled up the entire time. Yeah. Right. Like kind of like a menu. Like it's like your palate starts off. It kind of cleans off your palate. The first thing cleans off your palate and then, and then the, the flavors kind of elevate in a, in a, in a constructive way Um, or like a roller coaster. It was totally Uh, like, yeah, like a progression. Of a meal, like what you would expect from an experience like that. Total progression. Um, just side note, going back really quick, the critic and her buddy were pride. Right. Yeah. Right. He, uh, her, uh, what? Well, yeah, her like little buddy, I, I couldn't stand like agreeing with everything. I loved and, that. And like, uh, and I liked when. I love it because you hate it, right? Yeah. Like that's the, yeah. I liked when the chef like like took him down a peg. He's like, "You're enabling her to be a cunt, yeah, pretty much, and like killing these people's dreams of like restaurants and stuff." Um, but I didn't understand at the very starting when they showed them where they might be sleeping. No, that's where the cooks sleep. Oh, I thought that they were saying you guys will be sleeping here, and that's why the one guy was sitting in the bed and being like. Don't you like, oh, do you think that we're going to get tired or something? No, no, no. They were talking about the the cooks and the chefs sleep there and live there. And he was like, oh, like, don't you think? Oh, so it was showing kind of discipline before. Yeah. yeah you're like, yeah. who would. They're like the military. They're like his army. Um, They also, there was 12 of them. Like the Last Supper. Oh, like the apostles. Yeah. Good actors. I liked, like in general, like what you're saying about the the script like if you really break down i'm sure reading this script was probably just like so underwhelming but it the acting was really really good all somebody's but also nobody's like other than i mean obviously ray fines and obviously um the the lead anya from that chess show what queen's gambit queen's gambit um like they're all they're all somebody's but they're all kind of not quite somebody enough that you can place them right away um and the and it was just good so it just kind of like flowed flowed really well and they just the way they delivered lines was just really impressive and and i feel like overall too this gave me a like i feel like it's in the same category as the knives out like let's take a bunch of actors and let like that are let's take a bunch of good actors and and have them all be this very like one note there's no progression to any character development it's not about that um it's about like the the story and the plot and it's a very easy to read description on society 
and there's no like underlining layers really to anything, but it, it just, I don't know. It just like really felt like knives out to me, except I really liked this and I didn't necessarily love knives out. Yeah. The ensemble here had like, everyone kind of has like different backgrounds of like acting and like what they would like normally be in. So it was kind of fun to see them all in, in yeah. this like mixed bag here. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was getting like knives out and like, uh, death on the Nile or like kind yeah. of all the shit that's been coming out lately like that. That's and and with those movies, I feel like it's always like, what's going to happen next? Like what's going to be like the big thing. And I kind of wanted the, like the meals or the, the, the course, whatever course they had, like describe what would happen next, but it was described to you and then given to you. Um, in a way like with like the, uh, the phone cord and then, and the scissors and the, Mm -hmm. in the leg or the thigh or whatever. And I was like, okay, I kind of want to like, uh, him give them a meal and then us guess like what the next thing is going to be. You know what I mean? I kind of liked that, that it was like the story and then you got served the meal to reflect the story. I liked that. And I really liked the the scissor and the thigh thing that that one shot after he described it. And then it was just that like cascading scissor in the thigh. Stab, stab, stab. That was just a really on the phone on the phone card cord, too, was like great. It's great. Yeah. I liked how they like kind of like a cooking show or like chef's table when they were like showing the food and that like kind of. Uh, like zooming in with like the little title card, like telling you what the chef calls it and then what the ingredients are mm-hmm. and, and everything. And I thought that that added like a good little comedy, uh, like a comedic bit to it. I loved that. And I loved uh, that they like introduced the courses like that too. Like there was like a title card, not necessarily, well, I mean, they did do a title card for the the movie, the menu, but they also like title carded with b-roll behind it each course like first course amuse-bouche second course third course with its own like title card i loved that well i thought also they kind of did that because maybe people in the audience would look at that and be like oh snow peas with uh condensed milk oh yeah that would really go together like if you were like with someone in a movie theater and then you're like you're being pretentious just like everyone in this film right now so like and then and then it slowly just like all like the it kind of cascades into like just a very simple uh thing like uh when uh tyler like cooks them that shit lamb and then it's just like tyler's uh bullshit bullshit and it was just like lamb leaks and i think there was like shallots question mark or something i i was literally doing that like i that's what i liked about it makes me wanted to do it makes me want to do an experience like that mm. i'm like oh that sounds so good like i'm feeding into it 100 percent. i would never do it because i would never spend that much money on an experience like that but if somebody else was paying for it 100 percent, i would do something like that it was so cool well, it was also kind of cool that the the ingredients there was like four ingredients to it but it took like hours to prep and it was this like wild small little thing and people were like losing their minds over it so i was kind of amazed by that in a way but it's a it's an art like it's a it's an art form being a chef and creating these menus like that it's totally an experience and an art and uh 
it it is like a comment on like things don't have to be fancy like that but i think they ease you into that like the at first you're yeah you're just amazed by it and you're like this is so cool like they show you the guy on the boat at the beginning being like yeah like that guy's mining for your scallops right now like what you're going to eat is what he is fishing for right now and it's like that's such a cool concept and so fresh and but then as you go on, it's like, okay, like now it's, it can be taken to an extreme, like serving while extremely intelligent. And I really liked the concept of serving accompaniments without bread, like without, there's no substance. You're just getting the accompaniments conceptually very cool, but immediately there, like that was of course, what one, two, you're already being shown like how absurd it is like the the levels people take things like this to it's it's absurd like you don't i also thought it was absurd though that they all took it so offensively they're like just give us some fucking bread man just like it's just like that's how snotty and pretentious and shitty they were yeah with like just go give us some bread you know who we are don't you and i was like oh, yeah but you're here for an experience though yeah so like why don't you just take the experience for what it is yeah. and 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 how upset everyone got that there was no bread or at least that one table that there was no bread i was like okay relax like it's look at, look down at the plate like one thing of bread will sop this all up like you're getting way too bent out of shape for like missing a small piece of bread it's entitlement and it it's another like really they're really feeding into the like rich versus poor um, well, those the guys who were getting upset about it were, were greed, right? Well, yeah. So greed is like stealing the bread, you know, from the like we want more, like we want more bread, we want all the bread, we want any bread because they were like, at least we're making money, which uh, bread is another word for money. I no, I was just gonna say like they're obviously all trust fund kids, like nobody in on that table is earning their money by any means. And then you learn later that they're in fact stealing and doing false wire frauds and stuff to get money. So they're, they don't have the like old school rich, not that there's any kind of, I don't know. It, it was just, to me, that was very much uh, like a look at, new school money entitlement like you never worked for anything in your life you're fresh into fake stolen money you feel like you're entitled to everything yeah that's what that's kind of what greed is almost right like it's like you uh you don't know where it comes from you don't know kind of the blood sweat and tears that goes into it but you just want more yeah yeah um sins on taco shells if you had taco shells to come out with sins on it, what do you think your sins would be on your, what, what picture do you think would be on your taco shells when they bring out the taco shells and they have the pictures of their, of their bad things that they do? What would be on, what would be on yours? This is going to sound so bad. I, there, I can't think of a single thing to put on there. <laughs> All right. Um, I gave someone the finger today driving, so that would probably be that would probably be mine. Um, I can't think of anything. 
sometimes I take a midday nap slash shower. That's a perfect one. Shower. Yes. You take a nap in the shower? No, I'll either nap or I'll take a shower in the middle of the day. You think showering in the middle of the day is a sin? When I'm supposed to be working, probably. I think thinking that's a sin. So it needs to be a, a, a thing of you with a uh, uh, my, uh, a thought bubble of you thinking that taking a shower in the middle of the day is a sin. Most employers would frown upon their employees showering on company time. Oh, right. Oops. This is going live. This is all going to be unedited. Unedited. Do you think also at the beginning, because it's Ray Fines and they named the place Hawthorne's, and they keep saying, welcome to Hawthorne's. And all I could hear was welcome to Hogwarts. I heard <laughs> that uh, they wanted Daniel Radcliffe to be the actor. Yeah, it was in the trivia. On yeah. IMDb. I read oh, okay. That I saw that. I saw that somewhere before watching this. And I, and it would be good. I didn't a- even put it together that he was Voldemort and <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. Would It would be like weird. It would be aside from Ray Fiennes and like that connection, I was trying to picture Daniel Radcliffe doing that role and it would just have to be very different. And I liked it better with the actor they picked no shade towards Dan love him, love him as an actor, love him. But I just don't, it would have just been a very different version. If this was just comedy, then that would have been good. But horror, probably not. But it would have been funny if it he came out and he was like, this next course is... Just kidding. It's Goose Frambe with oak marmalade. I also thought everything like weirdly felt like, like you said, roller coaster. Like everything felt weirdly like a Disneyland experience amidst the bad things happening like like the like little leader telling you where to go and everyone being in their place and everyone listens and you're like warned like can i help you like where are you going can i help you like everything was like if disneyland was really creepy that's what i feel like it would feel like what would Elsa be in this? Oh, that's so funny. Her name's Elsa. Um, but his his the maitre d'. Yeah, maybe is that is that is that the category that you would put under? Hundred percent. Almost like kind of like front of house uh, manager. Almost. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I have worked in um, restaurants uh, for quite a while, so I thought this hit home a lot when he was screaming and he was like when Ray finds the chef um, was like, no substitutes. I was like, that's something that people want and people don't want so bad in a restaurant. Like how many times I would love to just be like, yeah, no, we don't substitute anything. It's just, it is how it is. So many restaurants are actually doing that these days. I've noticed it where, where we just, where was I? Oh, I went recently to dinner with my parents to a Greek place uh, and it was like, it was so good, but it was fancy. And I noticed immediately it said on the bottom of the menu, it was no substitutes, no splitting bills and auto grat on anyone. I don't remember what the party size was, four or six. It was something small. And I was like, that's crazy that people are just doing that, being like, you're coming to eat here. You're getting the experience that we're going to give you. And if you are altering things, it's not the experience we intend. 
Well, our one of our um, beautiful, amazing roommates worked at a restaurant in Toronto, and they didn't put any salt or pepper or anything on at the tables because they smoked their meat. And they went, no, this is this is seasoned the way that we want it, and we don't want anyone to put more seasoning on it. So this is how you're going to eat it, which I can like respect and they must and 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 they must get to a level where they can do that right like yeah it's a whole that's what i'm saying like it's an art like this whole it's an art form it is people spend years and years and years honing their craft and doing research and studying abroad and studying under different chefs and like it really is this like beautiful experience well, that's kind of what like Tyler was saying in the film where he was like, he like athletes, musicians, um, like uh, actors, like they don't know, like that's bullshit. Like that's not art like this. What he does is art. It's real. It's and I when you don't know that he knows that everyone's pretty much going to die the way that he's explaining it, I'm like. Like I knew the whole time that he knew something like that mm, something was up right when he was explaining like when you he, like I've seen him cut open a scallop and it's uh, like kind of convulsed its last like muscle membrane and stuff. I was like, oh, man, he knows something's something's going on. Mm. He was weird the whole time. I didn't see that coming at all. That being said, if you knew so it's something he knew he was going to die but he still wanted to come and do this experience because he, he loved it. He was that passionate about it. If somebody was like, Don, we're doing a new Friday the 13th. You're going to be the director. You're the creative director. Like it is all in your hands. We're making this movie. At the end of it, we're going to kill you. Mm. Once the process is done, would you still want to do it? No. Mm. I thought maybe. What if it's shit? What if I make a bad Friday the 13th and then it's shit and then I died? You'd fit right into no the. You'd fit right in. <laughs> How dare you on this podcast to the ever franchise. say that? Uh, well, maybe they're like guaranteed. 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 This is going to be the best Friday the 13th. Guaranteed you're going to be an actor in it. And the way that he kills you in the movie, it's going to be the way that he kills you in this film is how you're actually going to get killed. This is the real Jason Voorhees. That's going to kill you. Are you in? Are you out? You have 15 minutes. I would probably say no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for that buildup. I thought maybe you would. No, I don't want to die for that shit. That's what, okay. I wouldn't die for food either. There is, well, no, obviously you wouldn't die for food. I I was trying to compare it to something like that he's that passionate about it. Tyler? Yeah. But why was he taking pictures then? So then he can like. Maybe he was uploading them on the spot and he's trying to, he was trying to like, maybe he was leaking them somewhere. Even when Elsa was like, he like you shouldn't relive these moments of like tasting this food. The chef wants you to 
immerse yourself in the moment and that's where they should stay is in the moment. And even when he knew, okay, I'm going to die at the end of this, he still takes pictures of it to be on his phone because of, is is it obsession? It's like, in a, it's gluttony. That's that. I think that goes back to like the gluttony of like the obsession. Like you can't get enough. Like, like you like understand. I need, this. I need this twice. Yeah. You understand that it's not going anywhere, but you still need it. Yeah. Or like, you know, something's going to be bad for you, but you still need it. Gluttony. That's kind of like greed though, too. Almost. Overindulging though. Greed Greed, you wouldn't gluttony, like die right, for right, it. Gluttony, right. you're dying for okay. it. You're overindulging. I'm not going to lie. I kind of didn't know what gluttony was until you said overindulging. Mm. And overindulging is a good way of putting gluttony. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, I, like I always think about the movie Seven whenever I think of like the deadly sins. And I'm like, okay, what scene was gluttony? All right. Mm-hmm. When the guy overfed himself with spaghetti. 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 At one point he's talking about agriculture and... Uh, in the bread, in the bread course, talking about agriculture, and he's like 66% or 60% or whatever of all agriculture is grains. And then 6% is fruit and veg. And I was sitting there being like, what else do you agriculture? <laughs> what, what other kind of agriculture is there if it's not grains and fruit and veg? Uh, protein. Is that agriculture? Like f- farm. Farming. Okay, yeah. I don't know. But I was sitting there being like, why can't I think of a single other thing that that gets farmed? But but root also beer. like root beer is agriculture. <laughs> starch, like potatoes. Yeah, like corn. Corn syrup. Yeah. But that's But isn't vegetables. corn veg? Yeah. I hope it's protein and I just didn't think about that. I guess is dairy? Yes. Is it protein? Yes, it's it's <laughs> okay. animals. <laughs> It's it's raising raising animals and keeping the keeping the harvest going. Yes. It was like sixty six percent. Like what's the other thirty? And that's a big chunk. Why can't I think of what it could possibly be? Meat, vegetables, grain, dairy. Okay, okay, okay. Also really loved um when she she like escaped she doesn't escape. She goes on her little mission to get a barrel or whatever and goes into chef's house and, um, and she finds a radio and she calls for help. Um, and when he comes back and he's like, Oh, and, and so she comes back and they're all in the restaurant again and the boat goes off and he's like, Oh, you, you found the radio, you called it. And when, and he's giving his little speech being like, why, why haven't before Dale, the Coast Guard comes in, he's like, oh, now you guys want to try to escape? Like you could have, it's funny that you didn't try earlier. Like you guys could have all escaped by now. Like, why aren't you, wrote, you're not even trying. I wrote that too. That was probably the scariest line of the whole movie. He's yeah. like, he's like, I don't know why you guys haven't band together and yeah. try to get out of here because I'm not going to lie. You probably could have. And you I was could've. like, that's the scariest part of it is that no one here took a gamble. No one trusted themselves. No one believed in themselves to do that. And I no. was like, Ooh, that's, that, I that's eerie. I don't think it has anything to do with their belief in themselves. I thought it was like a really, 
another statement on like entitlement stuff. Like they've never had to do anything. The people in that room have never had to do any. They don't think for themselves. Like you've got your assistant buddy telling you what to do. Washed up actors got his little exec assistant chick telling him what pitches they're going to take and whatever. And, and the like trust fund bros are sitting there being like, yeah, like our, don't you know who our boss is? Like our boss just dropping his name dropping to like, none of them have had to try to problem solve for themselves. Except for Margot. Except for Margot. Yeah. Who's the one who called for help. And I was like that and his whole, the whole speech, I was like, Oh, like as he was saying it, I was writing down this note. I was like, this is a challenge. Like he, like maybe it's fun for him if they actually do try to escape. And, and I was like, oh, that's totally, that's a challenge to them to say, you could do it if you tried. And then Buddy comes in and, and I was like, oh, this is great. Like they're gonna, he's in their head now and they're gonna try. And, and he like, asks for an autograph but it was chef that suggested he give him he's like giving them all the opportunity in the world to attempt to escape like here's your chance i will offer you an autograph so that you have a chance to write down a secret note to mr coast guard to help him and get him out and then the second he was even like i don't know i don't have a pen yeah, yeah. and the and the and second they, gave him, they like, gave him a pen he's egging it on he's like begging them to try to escape and do something and it, at the time i'm sitting there being like this is for the fun of it so that then he can kill mr coast guard too and this and like all of a sudden something in me just flipped and i knew it was a setup and the second you find out that it's a setup i was like that is awesome like he just the whole thing his whole speech and the whole like you guys aren't even trying is a setup to get them to try so that he can reveal that he once again has the upper hand i I loved that whole thing i loved it i also want a gun that looks is is lighter (laughs) like one that looks so realistic that it's a lighter because i think that's the best and also i didn't know how like lacking of color everything was until he came in there with his coast guard like outfit i was like holy shit that's so bright i'm like it's like over over stimulating me because i was just like so used like the only like big colors in that whole thing were were, like the fire the food the food a little bit yeah yeah kind of i guess yeah even the food was like kind of grayish right until the yeah cool times but when he walked in i was like oh damn like i it was kind of like the outside world coming in and it was like refreshing, like a refresher. The the cool tones. And at the end, when I don't remember which one of them's insulting him being like, oh, it's I think it's Margot who's being like, your food sucks. Your food's cold. Even your food that's supposed to be hot is cold. The entire film was in cold, cool, neutral tones. Mm. And I think that. Until he's making, yeah, until that guy comes in, she asks for the cheeseburger, and then everything kind of warms up. And that's a great statement for his whole thing being like, I've there's no passion in this anymore. Like, I'm just doing this for you rich, entitled assholes who don't even appreciate it. Like, all the passion is gone. All the fun in it is gone until she asks him to make a cheeseburger. And then it, like, reignites. And that was the only time I noticed he – actually, he did – he cracked a little smile at her way earlier in the film but then that's the only time you see him smiling 
He smirks when he's making his cheeseburger. He smirks when he puts it down in front of her and he smirks when she asks for a to-go container. Yeah. Because it's like reigniting that in him. Also, it like you can let her go. What's she going to do? Call the cops? They're all dead. Mm-hmm. Like where they like, it's just yeah. like, there's no like, are you scared you're going to be put in jail? Like, y- you know what the ending is going to be. Yeah. Also, the the whole fact that they all kind of like accepted their fate. They were all kind of like not nonchalant like like what's the word like there was a point where someone said to someone else like it was kind of like uh oh it was when the the critic was like you know to the to the to the woman who uh stabbed him and then made them that soup or or whatever mm-hmm. and, the, and the critic was to the sous chef you know i can get you your own restaurant like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I think that you can be like really, really good. Um, I don't think we all have to die here. And then she was like, actually, the dying was my idea. Mm-hmm. So and then she kind of was like, oh, OK, whatever. Anyone want any more wine? Like we need to like they just slowly like accepted what was going on. And I thought that was like really weird. Like they knew what how big of pieces of shit they were. And they were like, yeah, we kind of do deserve to die here. Or they just like didn't have anything to live for. Like, what are you? Because it's all superficial. Yeah, very materialistic. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I, I really liked when uh, when the the chef put Tyler on the spot and made him Loved cook. That. He's like, you little fucking weasel. We all have someone like Tyler, the one who pops their head in and goes, oh, you know, I have a. I have a torch uh, bubbler and I, that weird fucking know it all. And you're like, it's not about you, Tyler. It, like we know everyone knows someone like that. Mm-hmm. You trying to prove yourself. And she said it perfectly. She was like, you're trying to prove yourself to someone who doesn't fucking even know your existence. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's annoying. I loved that. He just like humiliated him. Yeah. He was trying so hard to be noticed, so he got noticed in all the wrong ways. Yeah. Like, Tyler wanted so bad to be, like, acknowledged and noticed and, like, got a little pat on the back. And yet he's being noticed for breaking the rules and taking photos. He's being noticed because he broke a glass. He's being noticed because he's interrupting. And then he was noted and then he got put on the spot and was noticed because he doesn't have any skills to back it up. People trying to prove their worth to people is just silly, you know, like and he's like got a good job. He's got, you know, he can pay for the pay for the dinner and all that. And 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 Margot, there was a difference between him not knowing his worth and Margot knowing her worth and her standing up for herself, standing up for herself. Yeah. You really hate Tyler, like very early on in this. I didn't. When he's like, "Eat your I fucking guess. food," I'm the one paying for it. Like, shut up, stop talking. You're a child, and like, I was like, "Damn." Yeah, he became very unlikable very quickly. It's almost like he wanted to get to the end. Well, I think because he was trying to be so, like, in hindsight, knowing that he knew everything, and he was probably egged on. By the fact that he had been communicating 
with the chef for several months about the process. Like if I had this secret, like, yeah, I, I know the owner type thing. Like, yeah, you're just trying to prove the whole time that you know the owner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I kind of want to watch it again. I feel like there's a lot of little, um, little placements in it that I'd probably be like, Oh, that makes sense. Like their first conversation on the deck. I was like, there has to be something there where he like, he's dropping little, little hints and little bombs and stuff like that. Her being like, you're paying for it. Like whatever, whatever you want. And I was like, Oh, like she's the arm candy, but she's actually the arm candy. Yeah. And at first, and then when they read the wrong name, welcoming them, I thought, uh, like a cheating thing, maybe like maybe they were together, but they had like just gotten over the fact that he w- had been like cheating on her and he was going to take another date, but instead he took her, but then she got over that really quickly. So I was like, no, she must know she's the backup. I didn't, I didn't know that. Be- like, I didn't know what to think of that when the when the names came up at the yeah. very starting because I didn't know anyone's name yet. Well, it was just very obvious that it wasn't her name. I thought something about we haven't we didn't change it yet or oh. like I thought they were married or something, but I honestly didn't feel a lot of chemistry from them. I did think too I liked that um like at the beginning he's calling uh Ray Fine's chef. And she's like, you don't have to call him chef. Like, you're not, we're, we're his guests. Like, he's cooking for us. And then, but it's a respect thing, right? Like, and then once she was, like, kind of on the team and they were, and they had, like, had these conversations, once she had had the conversations with the chef and they were all on the same team and stuff, I was like, oh, like, now she called him, she called him chef. Well, after making fun of it also like the very like the very end um the very end they all say yes chef yeah before he drops the 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 coal on the on the beautiful laid out floor smart thing so cool objectively obviously <laughs> they all died and burnt up but like conceptually so cool well the aerial view of the the dining room and it looked like the it looked like a plate kind of like decorated properly i was like that's uh very pretty and very um like it it was nice on the eyes yeah and they're all wearing their their marshmallow shawls and their chocolate hats i'm like i love this and they're all gonna get burnt up but like it was it was kind of like uh it, it, it the way that they were all just sitting there like with like the chocolate, like running down their heads and like the marshmallows, like kind of uh, goldening up and stuff like that. I was just like, you're right. Like not a horror, but also not a thriller. Like it's like dark black comedy. Like it's like really on the other side of, of those things. Like artistic, I guess in a way, but like the comedy was like, not as uh not as dry and dark as 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 it should have been i guess like there was there was kind of a missing piece for me in mm. that and also like i kind of wish that it opened up into something else i didn't mind being stuck in the dining room and then they went outside for that split second and then and then let the men go and then came back 
and stuff. I love that the that the guy who was the critics um little assistant. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, assistant or I don't know what he was, but he was a, found in the chicken coop. And he was a chicken. And I was yeah. like, that's really funny, actually. It's great. I liked, I just, I liked the, I, it wasn't hard to find the symbolism in this. No. But I didn't hate that. Like, I just liked that it was a very obvious, expensive doesn't necessarily mean substance or value. And rich doesn't necessarily mean better than. And that, that was it. And it was told through food and who can't relate to a cheeseburger and fries versus an extreme and not all, obviously not everyone has had an extremely elevated dining experience like that, but I'm sure like we have not, not to that level, obviously, but there's a difference between having that cheap and they made a point of reference of saying like this what do i owe you for this burger and fries yeah. and he's like 995 and i think they said the experience was 12000 or something like that or 1200 maybe i don't know something insane um and just just like a total we've been there like you've done the fancy thing where yes it's so delicious but you're left hungry mm-hmm. or you've done the cheap burger where you're so full but is it was it good for you no is it just as fulfilling sure sometimes more well he I, don't know. Even, I just liked that he even says like in it he's like he's like just so that it can turn into shit into your stomach like it's like that's the last thing you want to hear when you're spending twelve thousand dollars but like he's like you guys are my regulars you've been here 11 times name one dish mm-hmm. and they couldn't even name the dish that they just had yeah, i think well, he even said like today or the last time you were here, the last time you were here, like name one dish. It is funny that she said cod and he was like, no, it's halibut. And it's like, okay, like they're both white fish. Come on. <laughs> but it's, but yeah, well, if she you're was like, what does it, for- what, like, what, like, what's the difference? And he, he goes, the difference is to the halibut because mm-hmm. the halibut is getting chopped up and put into food. Mm-hmm. And the cod you think that you had is swimming off right now, just kind of like them. Mm-hmm. and halibut is a higher end fish than cod mm-hmm. and in the you know perspective of the film mm-hmm. margo was the cod and they were the halibut mm-hmm. right so mm. she got to swim off and they got to stay and turn into food mm-hmm. um which they did turn into s'mores you want some more s'mores you want some s'more the only i'll i'll say one more thing mildly unrelated but this premiered at tiff last year we we live right down the road from where this premiered (laughs) so the menu premiered at tiff i just think the the attention to detail in the branding throughout the entire thing like with the place card and the first course coming up and the titling the menu uh, and putting up on the screen like every dish and reading it as it would in a restaurant. And at TIFF, they gave out in line to people getting ready to go in. They gave out cheeseburgers and the wrapper for the cheeseburger was the menu that she uses at the end as a napkin mm. that 
piece of paper is what they used as the liner or that's what was printed on the liner for the wrapper of the cheeseburger. And it just the whole like they really want you. And I felt it in the film. Obviously, I I knew that about uh, the TIFF experience and the branding that they did. Um, But you really do feel it in the film. Like they really do make you feel like you are experiencing a menu, like going through it like a menu. Well, that's why I was kind of expecting a little bit more from this film. Mm. I really got it. I really felt the the restaurant experience, the going at the beginning before things <clears throat> go south, going from table to table and listening to different people talk about how they feel about like it's like you're sitting at a dining party and you're and everyone's giving their opinion about the courses and stuff like I just really I really got. I really got that. I don't know if this, I, I I wrote this, I wrote this down not knowing what Tyler was going to end up being, but I said that the admirer ended up being the ruiner of it. Like he like ruined the menu almost. Oh yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be like a play. I thought they were going to be cooking people. I thought immediately mm. there that we were going to be eating people and maybe that, that that's what they wanted you to think at the starting. I don't know why the smokehouse and, men you like you that's the men you like you're eating i don't know and um i don't know this movie it it got a lot of hype for i for something that seemed kind of predictable i think if we had we waited so long to watch it i didn't read anything about it i I barely even watched the trailer i the hype yeah, but so many people were like, you have to watch this, you have to watch this. And it was like kind of like the weird for the sake of weird. And I enjoy that. And it kind of had like a, like a, did you ever see Midsummer? Yeah, we watched it together. Oh, and uh, it kind of had like that vibe. Like, it's just like, I don't technically know what's going on, but I know it's a part of a plan. And the people who are in charge of the plan know what the plan are. They understand the plan. They're a part of the plan. They are the plan blah 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 and then the people who aren't a part of it are scared out of their fucking minds and they have no idea what's going on i'm like okay i've seen this before i guess dash some comedy in there dash some funny title cards with food that looks really cool um throw in uh, a bunch of different socio um, like sociology through it with the with the finance bros the shitty actor uh the 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 critic like just saying like a bunch of a uh, word bouquet of bullshit about something that you're just going to eat and uh dispose of later the regulars who hate each other that are there to more for the drinks than the food and then the the people kind of on the first date i was like okay i i i get it i get what you're putting in front of me no problem no problem the food looked cool the i thought that the shots would have been a little bit better the cinematography might have been a little bit better it didn't have a polished look to it which i kind of liked it kind of reminded me of like like a like a reality tv show hard disagree some of the some of the shots looked really really good some of the shots were really uh planned out really well but then uh, a lot of them were just very basic wides of kind of what was going on there wasn't a lot of uh um kind of movement I, I felt hard disagree. I think it, that's exactly what it was supposed to 
you're in a restaurant and you're looking around the restaurant. I thought the shots were really clean. I really liked the color. I really liked um, the perspective it was giving you as if you were in the experience. Like a lot of close-ups wouldn't have matched the, they're trying so hard to put you in, to immersify you into the experience. No, I felt that. I I just thought maybe there might've been uh, a little bit uh, more creative shots, I guess, to do that. Like the one that when she, when he said, yes, everyone here will, is going to die. You can choose which side you want to be on. And then she goes back to the table and then it's that like weird kind of, uh, all the background of her is like out of focus and it's like kind of fever dream like around her. I'm like, I totally get what they're trying to do here. It's happened in a bunch of other films before this. No problem. Cool. 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 She's hyperventilating. I'm feeling it. Uh, but it just didn't really, it, it didn't have me waiting for the cool, the, the cool next shot. Really? The whole thing was I'm like, who who's going to die next and how are they going to die next? After the dude commits Sue uh, in front of everyone, I'm like, OK, here we go. This is another this is another level. And now we're going to have to go another level and another level and another level. So that was kind of the next thing that I so I forgot about the cinematography. Also, what did the guy with the wings represent the fallen angel? Tables turning. Is that a Hell's Kitchen reference? No. Tables, like angel, fallen angel is supposed to be the devil. I also thought that when you uh, clean a chicken, when you take the feathers out of a chicken, you put them in boiling, uh, obviously when they're dead, but you put them in a boiling water and then it's easier to pick the feathers off them. And he, and the guy was the, well, he said he was, he's, he was my angel investor. But I was also like, is this a chicken reference? Is this a chicken reference to pluck this investor for all he's got? Maybe. All his feathers? I don't know. I liked it. I liked what they I liked what they did. I liked I liked the the feel of it. Um and the hype wasn't like no one was telling me what the hype was. They were just saying it's a it's a good movie. It's weird. And when people said like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's so weird. It's like out there. And I was just like, like what? Like what's like what's it weird like? And they didn't have an example. They're like, it's just weird. I'm like, maybe this is your first, you know, movie that you're watching that is uh, kind of out there and in that perspective. It's hard to say. Well, if no one else has anything else to say about this, uh, we should probably get to the dollars at hand. On this podcast, we like to rate films with Don's dollars. One dollar being the least that you'd spend to go see this in a film movie, film movie, theater. And ten being the most that you'd spend to go see this in a theater. So, wifey, what would you give this in Don's dollars? I would give it a 7.9. Seven dollars and ninety cents you'd pay to go see this. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go nine ninety five, like mm. how much the burger was. No, so we're not. You're, you're not going above eight, eh? No, it's not quite like I feel like eight and above is something I would watch again. I don't think I would watch this again, but I did enjoy it. Pretty, pretty weird for a movie without with food. 
you wouldn't give it an eight. I don't like to eat. I taste. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, acting was amazing. The ensemble was great. Casting was great. Mm -hmm. The, the plot points of it opened up really well. The pacing, the pacing of it was great. Mm -hmm. Looked cool. Cinematography, eh, here and there. Who am I to say anything? Uh, in Don's dollars, I'd probably give this a, uh, I'd probably $6. What? Yeah. Oh. I, I know it's, uh, there was some, there was a, there was a piece missing for me and I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it didn't get to a spot that I, I needed it to, to, to be like, wow. Oh, great. It, it was, it was, it was weird in the moments that I wanted it to be weird and, uh, and fun, but there was just something missing out of it. Uh, maybe the whole point of like him letting her go was like kind of soft for me. I didn't want him to be soft. I'm not too sure. There was a piece missing, a puzzle piece missing. And, uh, that's just how I feel about it. Are you crying? Don't cry. Just really loved it. This was on Disney plus. So everyone can go watch it. Uh, if you have Disney plus, of course, and, uh, yeah. Do you have anything that you want to tell the world, tell your bosses that you are showering on company time? How uh, dare you? I could care less about my bosses. It's, <gasps> um, dad, don't judge me. Oh, okay. Um, I do it on my lunch. Hour. He only listens to the podcast that he's on. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for uh, listening. Oh, I wanted to tell you. Do you know who produced this movie? Is it going to be like Plan B? Will Ferrell. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for uh, subscribing and uh, rating. And um, we'll see you next week. Please go follow the Instagram from Dust Till Dawn Podcast. And uh, thanks for being on this podcast uh, with me in this restaurant. Uh, we've been here for almost, I don't know how long, but our server hasn't been here yet. So we're going to wave down our server. And uh, I think she's napping on the couch over there. I think she's probably taking a shower or something. The server is going to come over and we're going to get some drinks and some food. Love you.